Money FM 89.3. Best of your money. Money and me on your money. Only on Money FM 89.3. Would you tip for a tweet? Would you tip some Bitcoin is the real question. Twitter is reportedly testing a Bitcoin tipping feature that will allow users to receive tips in Bitcoin. What implications does this possibly have on the, I suppose, usability case of Bitcoin, right? Is it going to make Bitcoin more mainstream? And by implication, what could this mean for the price of Bitcoin? Next, it is one of CNBC's Jim Cramer's rules of investing for new investors. He has seven rules, I have to say, and one of them is find opportunities to capitalize on stock moves driven by emotional trading. So if we looked at the stock market today and we wanted to apply that rule, what will we do next? And as we try to make sense of emotional pulls on the market, a JP Morgan analyst has suggested Chinese stocks are just too risky now and you should buy bonds instead. So to what extent does that ring true for our guest today? Swapnil Mishal also uh, chime in on a piece of news uh, that was making the rounds last week, actually Friday. Singapore Exchange has become the first major bores in Asia to allow blank check companies to list. This even as the market expects more intense scrutiny from global regulators worried about the risks that these SPACs have uh, potentially on investors. So could blank check companies revive Singapore's languishing market for initial public offerings as stock exchanges from Mumbai to Seoul, they all block benefit from blockbuster deals. Take a closer look at Singapore Exchange presenting rules for the listing of SPACs. Attempting to get a slice of what's become a worldwide frenzy. Swapnil Mishra is head of private wealth at Crystal.ai. Good morning, Swapnil. Hi, morning. So we know that uh, Bitcoin's Jack Dorsey has said Bitcoin is going to be part of uh, Twitter's future in a big way. And we see from a code update that Twitter could be launching Bitcoin tipping through its lightning networks. This so its content creators can monetize their tweets. Um, a Twitter user, Alessandro Paluzzi, actually tweeted a screenshot of just how you can receive tips on Bitcoin on Twitter. So that's the one to look out for Alessandro Paluzzi's tweet in case you're interested um would you tip in bitcoin mr mishra <laughs> um i i think yes i would i would tip in bitcoin really it, uh, it reminds me of you know how uh, some you know bars on amoy street and restaurants have started accepting bitcoin have they and have people uh, been leaving some, some bitcoin behind yeah so the thing is <laughs> when when you have these isolated cases um uh, it doesn't get that kind of scale and momentum. But if a Twitter is able to provide that infrastructure, it's uh, it's massive. And uh, if Jack Dorsey is, has set his mind on this, I think uh, this can achieve a scale which would force the regulators to start looking at uh, how Bitcoin can become a medium of exchange. Yes. So it would uh, really then fulfill that criteria for digital currencies, right, become a new sort of digital money if people were able to securely and directly send money to each other on the internet. Uh, do you think then it could then lead Twitter to, um, I suppose, be the stepping stone for Bitcoin to really become sort of the internet's global currency? I think I think this move could be. I mean, the other one is like, for example, El Salvador, I think it's tomorrow, right? They're yeah. making it legal tender. Now, 
El Salvador doing something is not going to have an impact at a global scale. Mm. But Twitter doing something like this, even if it's just tipping, uh, it's taking it to the next step, which is beyond store of value. I think Bitcoin's uh, capability as a store of value is already established. But as a medium of exchange, it will be very interesting to see how they are able to keep the transaction costs low and, and, and provide the stability that is needed if it is to become a medium of exchange. So I, I, I think this is going to be a, a turning point. Yeah, so the, the, if this happens, it'll happen on the Lightning Network. And that is a technical, technical innovation that basically allows for faster payment and lower fees than Bitcoin's primary network. So I take your point there. It will be important to see what the fees are associated with this. Um, you'll need to set up a strike wallet to generate these Bitcoin Lightning invoices. So more and more people will have to understand how wallets work and how to connect their account to accept these Bitcoin tips. Um, do, you, do you have a wallet, Swapnil? I'm just curious. Yeah, I do have. Okay, okay. What And what do you think this is going to do to the price of Bitcoin if we do see mainstream adoption uh, of Bitcoin by the general user, the tweeter? I think two things will happen. One is regulators will come under pressure to uh, to do something about it. Mm. So ignoring it will be not possible. So that's one thing. And the second is, as an investor, you cannot isolate yourself from uh, Bitcoin. I think that is, again, something that's going to happen because this will have a have a spiral effect, right? People will receive it, then they will go and spend it. Mm. And then, you know, so it will kind of create that whole uh, flow, which means you cannot ignore it. Yeah, tip jar on Twitter. The first step, according to the company, to in the work for new ways for people to receive and show their support on Twitter with money. Uh, so you, you say investors can no longer ignore Bitcoin. Is, is that accurate? Yes, I think you cannot ignore it. You'll have to see... Uh, what is the risk appetite and of course there'll be some learning so we we will prob- probably see some failures either mm. you know through a technological challenge or a regulatory i won't call it a clampdown but but still more scrutiny you know in terms of the whole kyc anti money laundering and those kind of things yeah. but it can't be just ignored you, you it's, it's it's very difficult to do that mm, interesting jack dorsey meanwhile head of twitter says bitcoin will unite a deeply divided country. Okay, from Bitcoin, let's move to Jim Cramer. He has seven rules for new investors. And among these rules, this one, find opportunities to capitalize on stock moves that are driven by emotional trading. So Swapnil, where could we look in the market if we wanted to uh, implement this rule? Well, in, in, in the current environment, the emotional trading is actually the strong positive momentum that we are seeing. Mm-hmm. And if you apply that, then the contrarian approach would be to think that market is going to go down. Mm-hmm. And I think uh, that is a dangerous one, uh, given that, you know, you can be wrong for a long period of time. That so, is a dangerous assumption that there'll be a market pullback soon? Yeah, I think that's a dangerous assumption. And and, and that people have been talking about that for, they have. for almost a year now, yeah. Uh, and it's been heating up, I think, especially um, in the lead into September. Absolutely. Yeah. So, the, so, so I guess to... To avoid uh, emotional uh, trading, mm. so I, I, over here I think emotional trading would be if you look at you know a stock which is being talked about on Reddit and you get excited and you buy that. Now that's being swayed by emotional uh, trading. Uh, on the other hand, buying something which is very boring, you know, like let's say you, you're holding on to Amazon. Uh, the stock has not done anything fantastic this year, but it's a good company, stable business. I think that is an example of staying away from or applying the rules 
of uh, you know Kramer in terms of staying away from emotional trading. I don't know. I mean, these days with all these message boards, I mean, isn't that what um, some of these social trading platforms are built on, right? They have these message boards and people are always looking for the next big tip to get excited about. Um, as a, but a lot of that is emotional trading. So what mm-hmm. happens is it's greed. So it's either greed or it's this belief that I cannot go wrong. Mm-hmm. Uh both of these, and those are both emotional uh, aspects which are influencing the trade. Yeah, but Kramer is saying capitalize on the moves that are driven by emotional trading. So if you see everybody jumping on AMC and the Reddit crowd jumping on AMC, um, then, you know, think about how you could benefit from that particular play by yeah, looking elsewhere. Start buying. <laughs> <laughs> but start I don't know what it. you look elsewhere for if AMC is going up. Uh, but I mean, where are, do you think there are opportunities to capitalize? Are you seeing any of these in big emotional trading um, tides? Actually, I think in, in his rules only, if you see the rule number four, which is don't depend on the government to introduce regulatory changes. Now, of course, he uses this rule in the context of, you know, government making things better, regulatory changes. Yeah. But if you take China's example, mm-hmm. it's the other way around. The regulatory change is creating this fear and concern that this is end of the road for Jack Ma, right? And... I, I don't think it's like that. So maybe if you flip it around, that is the opportunity uh, in, in places uh, like China. Mm. Okay, uh, let's move to China then. Uh, we did see DD jumping nearly 10% last week amid reports of the Chinese government taking it over. So again, we see perception leading to, you know, at least some comfort. And that leading investors of shares, investors in Didi, seeing near double-digit gains amid a report that Beijing wants to take the ride-hailing giant under state control by acquiring a stake through government-run firms. If we look at China, a JP Morgan analyst, Joyce Chang, though, says she believes the regulatory crackdown is heating up and is going to create downward pressure on major market groups and industries. She says investors stay on the sidelines and China could target companies in waves. And, and um, she says a better area to look at are bonds. The Chinese bonds held in an interbank market and quite expensive to get in. I understand about 200000 for a minimum ticket. So should investors look away from Chinese stocks and buy bonds instead? Actually, we, I, I remember talking about Chinese bonds sometime last year in September, October, uh, over here itself. Um, and, I, and I feel Chinese bonds are a very important part from an asset allocation perspective. Hmm. Two reasons for it. One is the appreciation that we have seen in the currency. And that has, of course, been a big driver, right? So if you see the yuan has appreciated almost uh, 5 to 6% in the last three years. So there's a currency appreciation angle, and that's probably one of the drivers. The second is the absolute yield on these bonds is higher. So the spread between the yield that you get on these bonds versus the uh, you know other currencies, US dollar bonds. So that's, uh, that spread is, again, the second factor which attracts. And so the, this, what the analyst is saying is true that the bond market or bond investing is something which, while not, uh, you know, it doesn't have that same element of uh, excitement the way you would have if you're buying, let's say, Baidu. But in a portfolio, it can provide uh, stability. And there also it's interesting. Last year, mm-hmm. it was the Chinese bonds which were more stable compared to the U.S. dollar bonds. Interesting. Um, so, so they did play the role of giving some yield and uh, providing the uh, stability that is needed uh, in, a, in a portfolio. 
And size is not a problem because now you're able to buy, you know, you have ETFs which are available. Hmm. So uh, you can buy uh, from these ETFs. Interesting. Thanks, Swapnil, for that. Um, see, this goes to show you should always listen to Swapnil's shows. <laughs> he knows what he's talking about. Okay, Swapnil. Let's look at uh, the latest news. Blank check companies, Singapore Exchange, saying it's become the has become the first major bourse in Asia to allow these SPACs to list. SPACs will be able to list on the SGX, and the question is, will this revive Singapore's languishing market for IPOs? Uh, we're seeing stock exchanges like Mumbai and Seoul really thrive from these blockbuster deals. What do you think? I mean, Singapore managed to do it before Hong Kong, so personally, I'm quite quite happy about that. <laughs> um, the second thing I think which is very encouraging in the way it has been done is the speed at which feedback was taken and uh, how the, the market cap requirement was lowered based on feedback in, in, in the mm-hmm. last uh, few months. Mm-hmm. So I think involving stakeholders in a policy decision, in the speed at which it has been executed, uh, in an environment of you know restrictions, lockdowns, and all kind of complications, I think that's that speaks very highly. Uh, it it will definitely be a trigger for uh, it will give the opportunity for companies to consider listing in Singapore, which otherwise would not have happened. So I, I do think it can be a trigger. A lot of companies uh, don't list here if they don't get the same valuation. Then they could get elsewhere. There's less liquidity here as well. Uh, right. And we've seen an IPO boom in other Asian markets. So will allowing SPACs give a boost uh, and encourage more companies to list here? It definitely gives the option. Mm. Now, what is what what is probably not tested over here is whether the investor appetite and the ability to understand these blank check investing. Right. So that's that's there's a learning involved over there. Mm-hmm. In some ways, investing through blank check companies is not meant for every investor mm-hmm. there is a certain level of sophistication that you need to have to be able to do this in this kind of investing mm-hmm. so i don't know the investor appetite i think that we'll have to we'll have to see whether there is appetite uh, from investors but definitely creates an opportunity for uh, sgx all and, right uh, at least it's a an, an opportunity as you say a path forward swapnil before we let you go we need to know what do we add to our playlist that accurately mirrors the market today <laughs> okay, so I was actually I was listening to the song over the weekend. It's uh, old one, so Johnny Cash. I don't know if you've heard. I walk the line, <laughs> and I like the first, you know, two lines itself. I keep a close watch on this heart of mine, and I keep my eyes wide open all the time. <laughs> oh, the Swapnil is uh, describing his weekend for us, I suppose. Oh. <laughs> thank you, Swapnil. We appreciate that. Before acting on the information on Money FM. Please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation, and risk tolerance. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.